Okay, round two, matchup one. All Things Must Pass versus mm-hmm. Plastic Ono Band. Each of their first statements. Here's George with What Is Life. How does he do that? I don't know. Dude. How do you come up with that? It's amazing. Up against Working Class Hero by John Lennon. As soon as you're born, they make you feel small. By giving you no time instead of it all. Till the pain is so big you feel nothing at all. Working class hero is something to be. I mean, that's not hard for me. I don't know about you. No. Well, the the thing about this is that, like, as we talk about the, each it's each of these Beatles, like exploring what they couldn't be in the Beatles, mm-hmm. and this is hmm. this is John trying to be Dylan to me, yeah. uh, but with yeah, <laughs> but without. Yeah. Without any of the things that make Dylan Dylan, it's I mean obvious like John's amazing, but it's not like a working a working class hero is something to be. It's not the same punch as any of those great Dylan songs. Like, no, it, it's not. It, it doesn't. It, it if it's Dylan, it's it's B rate Dylan. It's yeah, not exactly. a bad song, and you yeah. know, but I I don't connect as much to the sort of progressive politics era of Lennon where that's really where he's kind of trying out being a revolutionary, and then he sort of backtracks from that later you know mm-hmm. and I, I think he maybe was right to backtrack from it i think yeah. it didn't help the art overall mm-hmm. and i like this the later stuff more you know the the middle and, and back uh, half of his output so i think also to a lot of that era of that kind of revolution song it, in this era it feels so empty like t- to hear people complaining about the 60s yeah in in, especially like white people complaining about the 60s in contrast with what has happened over the following uh decades it's like man just you don't complain anymore like you're f- you're fine you know I, that's that's sort of how it feels to me yeah all right well way to go all things must pass i assume that's what you're you're voting yeah, for 100%, yeah 100 yeah 100 thank you plastic ono band yeah i'm excited to talk more about the, the subsequent records all right, next up, Imagine versus Venus and Mars. This is a fun one. This is a fun one. So I'm skipping the second most popular song, Jealous Guy, for the third, which is Oh Yoko, which is also on the Rushmore soundtrack and just has more value for me personally. So I want to make sure we hear that. So here's mm-hmm. Oh Yoko from Imagine. In the middle of the shade.
song makes me so happy. It's oh, really fun. I love it. I love how John plays acoustic guitar. Yeah. It's like nobody plays acoustic guitar like him. Also, you that know, like they're kinda, all really good at acoustic guitar. They They've are, but there's the something feel. there's something so feely and jangly and really aggressive hmm. about the way that John plays acoustic guitar that I just love so much. Like mm. somebody that can hammer on a, an acoustic guitar proper, like in a way that has personality and doesn't hurt you. Yeah, is just so cool. <laughs> okay, up against from Venus and Mars, Magneto and Titanium Man. You kind of tough i for me i don't know what are you thinking it's very tough for me can i hand it to you for this one or do i have to pick <laughs> you can you can defer to me if you want it's your right i'm gonna hand it to you leaning 60 40 venus and mars okay that's interesting that's interesting information okay here's my answer i know the answer which is generally speaking when they're kind of doing their main thing i'm a more more of a paul guy than a john guy it's just clear to me. Yeah. Sometimes John's choices intersect with my Venn diagram, you know, and then I am so grateful to have him. Mm -hmm. And this is an instance where it does. Oh, Yoko just does it. It gets mm -hmm. inside my circles and it makes me so happy. I don't know if that's Rushmore in part and just kind of connecting it to Wes Anderson's films. Yeah. I'm not sure. But it just really works. It's it's jaunty. It's got just the the most incredible tempo and and rhythmic drive. It is fun too. Like like that's to me like when John is being fun. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like it. Like in, like in um that was another one of the things he can watching. be quite dour. Yeah, yeah, he can be pouty. Yeah, like when when John's pouty, it's so it just sucks you know, the air out of everything. But like on that, we don't have to get too far into this. But he he really had a, a traumatic childhood and totally. a really tough upbringing, and he came incredibly far. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of part of me just thinks like, yeah, I mean he he just had a harder go of it in terms of pro sociality or whatever uh, sort of virtue you want to describe it as right that makes people likable mm -hmm. he he had a chip on his shoulder he yeah he had a crazy upbringing and so i i feel for that and he so i get so it but i don't resonate though, like, with him as much personally you know when he is and i i, I it's so lame to say like man if you just smiled more we'd like your music better or whatever because his darkness is so imperative to the to the great beatles songs yes Hundred like, percent, so imperative, and 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 I don't like I've said this already, but you don't. There's nothing. I think that even the things that make Paul later interesting later on are pieces of John in them as well. Like I, I think mm. without without Paul ever meeting John, he's just making like hold my hand for the rest of his life. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously impossible to do the to the sure. either or whatever the what if, but the moderating influence, the sort of creative influence they had on each other. I mean, it it just might be the greatest such songwriting relationship that that we have in our lives you know mm -hmm. in western yeah. music i don't know totally 
I, I agree with you. I think this song feels like when he in Get Back when he's dancing around the room and making jokes and he's just like a light. He's just like when he's when he's like smiling. It's just like this is the coolest guy in the world, you know. We gotta play a little another uh, one more clip from Venus and Mars as we say goodbye. This track's called Rock Show, and it is just designed to be played in a stadium, and it was played in a stadium all over the world. got rock and roll at the hollywood bowl yeah dude i think that's so great i think that song holds up so well uh really fun record the the song venus and mars it's short and then there's i think there's a reprise later as well really beautiful little song i just highly recommend that record if people haven't spent time with it love that ram versus double fantasy from ram we get to hear heart of the country i look low i look in Looking for a home in the heart of the country It's so cool. So rad. Okay, Ram is up against Double Fantasy. And again, real question for you before we move on. Uh huh. Is is Ram Paul McCartney to Paul McCartney what Harvest is to Neil Young? I don't know Neil Young's catalog well enough to answer that. It just feels like he's talking a lot about like Harvest is Neil Young always like talking about like moving to the to his ranch or whatever and, and getting married mm, yeah if this feels like this feels like mccartney's settle down i'm settling down album i think it was that in a sense and it was this like kind of back to the earth type of a thing and getting very elemental you know in the recording sound it does sound like a record made at someone's house or mm-hmm. at least their home studio right but not like a big professional studio so I looked into that because I and I and I didn't quite the 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 thing that I heard about this the legend that I heard of this was that he had some crazy recording device like some some four track tape machine or something that he was making this on, but the thing that I read said that he was bouncing it between like five studios in, in okay. New York and L A and stuff. But okay. it does have that it does have that character to yeah it for sure it, it still sounds like they made it in their barn and Definitely. in their like kitchen and bathroom and you know that's what it sounds like. That's up against Double Fantasy, and ooh, this is a situation where I only really like two songs on this record, but I really like these songs, and this one's called Watching the Wheels.
say I'm crazy Now you no longer play the game People say I'm lazy Dreaming my life away Well they give me all kinds of advice Shadows on the wall Don't you miss the big time, boy You no longer on the ball I'm just sitting here Watching the wheels go round and round I really love to watch them roll No longer riding on the Also, when he goes in, when John goes into his head voice, it's always just like a home run every single time. Very interesting bass decisions on that track. It's like huh. reggae. It's like it's so wild. It's cool interesting. though. I'm trying to see if there was a co-writer on it. Also, that song is very similar to Imagine. Yeah, there's definitely. Yeah, it looks like he wrote it himself. There's no co-writer on it. Interesting. That chorus is like, it sounds like he's channeling Elton John a little bit, and it works for me. I mean, that's one of my, easily one of my three favorite Lennon choruses, at least post-Beatles. Mm-hmm. And I love that song. I also love Heart of the Country. And Heart of the Country also is very feels very indicative of the record. I don't know, kind of like its core a little bit. But that's not how we vote. We vote on how we heard the song right now. So what do you think, Ram or Double Fantasy? Uh... I mean, I'm, I would go with Heart of the Country. Okay, Ram it is. John Lennon. I mean, really after that, the quality drops off. I mean, Woman is on Double Fantasy. Yeah. I like that song okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah. my, my sense That's is that it's that fairly uneven. I mean, if you look at this, though, right now, we have All Things Must Pass, Imagine, and Ram. and We got one of each right now in, in the final four. Yeah. Those are, I think that's a really solid. It is really solid. And okay, next up. So this is the the last of the Elite Eight. This is Band on the Run versus Brainwashed. It's probably going to be Band on the Run. So we're going to have two Paul, a George, and a John, I think. But let's see. Here from Band on the Run is the incredible track, Jet. Come on, man. That is so, so good. Oh, goodness. Jet is the shit. Up against Any Road from Brainwashed. Through the dirt and the grime from the past to the future through the space and the time. Traveling deep beneath the waves in watery grottoes and mountainous caves. But, ah, Lord, we got to fight with the thoughts in the head, with the dark and the light. No use. Just stop and stare If you don't know where you're going Any road will take you there That's a cool song. Kind of Traveling Wilburys. Definitely that kind of Jeff Lynne yeah. vibe. But I mean, if you think that 
that would if you were to say that's better than Jet, I would say you were insane. It's not. Okay. Although Brainwashed came out after George Harrison had throat cancer. Interesting. And they thought he was going to die, and then he they definitely thought he couldn't sing again. So mad props for making that's Brainwashed. That's awesome. It's a cool record. You know, the other track on it that people love is Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. You see that a lot on yeah. a lot of the big compilations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is anytime, like, just like with Flaming Pie or New or Chaos and Creation with Paul, it's like anytime from the 90s on that one of them makes a genuinely good album, you just got to celebrate it. Y- yeah, you know? totally. It's, it's, it's like Tom Petty making Wildflowers, right? It's like you just... You love when an artist captures something really good about what made you love them in the first place, but in another era. It's special. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never, it doesn't usually pack the punch of the stuff you heard when you were younger, but it's, it's just something to, to really enjoy. Yeah. I mean, if, if the Beatles had made like two of their albums and then never made anything else, they would still be iconic. Right. So the fact that any of these albums exist is a miracle. <laughs> okay, we got the final four, the Mount Rushmore of post-Beatles solo albumdom. All Things Must Pass, Imagine, Ram, and Band on the Run. I love this final four. This is a great final four. I mean, I feel very good about this. Like, if you have to pick four LPs to have, like, in a big poster where you frame them all together. Like if you're doing let it be, but the let it be album cover, but for the solo careers, I don't think there's a better four covers that sort I mean, of tell you what's best. It should be all things must pass. Imagine Ram and Ringo Rama, but I'm, I'm letting, <laughs> you're letting that one <laughs> slide. I'm, I'm letting it slide. Yeah. But it wouldn't make as much sense to have Venus and Mars up there. It wouldn't make as much sense to have, you know, brainwashed up there i think it wouldn't even make sense to have flaming pie up there although flaming pie is amazing it's great but it wouldn't make sense to have it there you're right totally yeah. or chaos and creation in the backyard so if this was about album art cloud nine would be the only one <laughs> it would just be four copies of cloud nine <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right final four all things must pass verse imagine finally the gloves are off here's this George. is an interesting combo there's a really interesting combo yeah it's kind of their main statement each. Yeah. Here's All Things Must Pass, the track. Darkness only stays the night time. In the morning it will fade away. Daylight is good at arriving at the right time. It's not. my second favorite album after pet sounds and i just it's don't know so, it it is so so good it's unbelievable i think that song is unbelievably good like there like that song is as good as any song in the beatles catalog i think i think i agree with you and i can't can you believe that like 
multiple of the big songs on that album, the Beatles heard and weren't interested in. No, that's what I'm saying. They cut. I can't they, believe that. They cut that song off of Let It Be, I think, is, is what I heard. They said, nah. Unbelievable. Yeah, there's a couple stinkers. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I don't know. There must be stuff going on, like, interpersonally. You know, like, that just, these are incredible, incredible songs. Yeah, like, they took, they took I, Me, Mine over that. Yeah, I, Me, Mine. I think My Sweet Lord was also in contention. I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Anyway, that's up against really Imagine, which is, yeah, it's Jealous Guy. It doesn't stand a chance. But let's hear Jealous Guy from Imagine. I began to lose control a real beauty to that song i think that i there's two my two thoughts on that are that yeah. i believe him yeah like I, I i believe john more than i believe any of the others like oh when he says i something, do not believe him more than i believe george on all things must pass that's true just a actually. different kind of belief there's i think that it just there's something that's coming from a like i said before there's a heartbreak in john's songs that i don't think are the same it's a vulnerability that that's, I mean, it, I, I know what, what you're is, saying. There is something about his delivery that is qualitatively different and yeah. it's, it's toward a kind of vulnerability, like mm-hmm. a cinema verite, like just roll the that's cameras it. on real life. That's exactly and you know, right. that's what he and Yoko were doing all the time and they were filming yeah. all these parts of their lives. And so I, it makes sense. I think you can draw an aesthetic connection between the way he's producing these records, the way his voice sounds, et cetera. Uh, mm-hmm. On a lot of them, anyway, and some like how from Plastic Ono yeah. Band, you can really contrast that with what George is doing, which is like, no, he's like in the studio making an opus. That's mm-hmm. like the very opposite approach. Totally, I do think too. There, there is a big like with some of the more like some of the character issues that happened with John that came to light later. Hmm. Yeah, like I think he was a, I mean, he was a very damaged person, but I think he was also like pretty abusive. I and think he really, I, my sense of it, and it's hard to know because all these accounts have maybe a slant or a, you know, a point to make, but it seems like he, in, in a lot of ways, he broke the cycle from the really shitty hand that he was dealt. Mm-hmm. And then in, in quite a few ways, he didn't really break the cycle. Yeah. Like that's kind of what I'm saying. A checkered yeah. record with that is better than what he came from. Totally. And, and songs like that are a really beautiful and interesting compelling look mm-hmm. into him trying to make that change from where he came from to something more beautiful yeah. he is trying to to come to terms with with it yeah which is that like i am <laughs> but there is also a piece of it too like the darker side of it is it, it is a little bit of like i, I i'm sorry like I, I guess i did some really bad things but it's just kind of who i am you know it, hmm. there there is there's an interesting yeah, i'm just a jealous guy I, it's just, hard to know if you should I take guess, it that you know? way. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know if you, yeah, that's interesting. I haven't necessarily taken it that way, but that's how you hear it. That is just because of the, the you know, I mean. Well, because of pretty, the because of the context, I see. There's yeah. some pretty, pretty yeah. rough stories about him as yeah. someone that I deeply admire. And so yeah. I think when I, when it, that, that song to me sounds like, oh man, like I, I did something really bad. Like I, <laughs> I really blew up and did something that was harmful to you. Yeah. And I'm a, just a jealous guy. And it's like, well, yeah, but also maybe you did something that's worse than being jealous should allow you to be. Hmm. It's still a wonderful, wonderful song and a beautiful song. And I think it's full of sincere and vulnerable pain that I deeply admire. We love you, Imagine. Thank you for taking part. Okay. The last of the two semi-championships, Ram versus Band on the Run. From Ram, the backseat of my car. Speed along the highway Honey, I want it my way But The lazy lights are pretty We may end up in Mexico City But listen to hard to turn that off. Paul going up against himself. Ban on the run. Let me roll it. I What a cool track. But this it doesn't so it doesn't beat backseat of my car, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I there's some really cool stuff going on in yeah. there though. And also, there's also yeah. that that guitar feels like John. Like, I think it's like a, really kind of going for that John sound. Yes. It's a very John or in a little bit George. It's like all I know is that it's definitely not Paul. Like, it's yeah. a very not Paul guitar thing to do. Also, on that song, there's some really cool vocal stuff they're doing. There's some really cool production things they're doing it's, on that song. It's awesome. It's like a, it's like an old soul ballad kind of a thing. Yeah. But just and done also, with his kind of quirky approach. And that chorus, I mean, it's just like a ding, 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 ding. It's like a six, eight. Like it's, yeah. That song's been written a million times, but then you get Paul nailing that chorus, and it's yep. with like... Yep. With that with that vibrato and all the layers, and it just hits real hard. But I think you're right that Ram wins. Yeah, really Backseat cool of My Car is like, oh my gosh. And we didn't even hear it. Like, I didn't even play the end of it. Listen to this. There's this whole outro. The drums are so crazy on these. It's just, it's so ambitious and it also yeah. sounds home recorded. I mean, it's just a crazy record. Like if you, if you listen to that again, the tape hiss is louder than the cymbals. <laughs> like there's, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so it's little, the weird drums, recording. it's so weird. The drums are so muffled. There's no low end. There's a ton of tape hiss. Yeah. It's like th that mid range is bringing so much energy to it. Yeah. And it's really cool. Wow. You know what? I think so. This is so interesting. I mean, I guess I did choose these, but 
Ram and All Things Must Pass are my two favorites. Yeah, but I, I think they're mine too. I think I used to think Band on the Run over Ram, but I, I think tonight is actually showing me that it's Ram. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to hold it there properly and, and reassess and like reapproach the album. I might listen to it tonight actually before bed. I think I'm just right feeling now, right there. I'm realizing that I need to come back to new. Yep. Venus and Mars. Yep. Chaos and Creation. Yep. Double Fantasy. Maybe. Walls and Bridges. Yeah. No, actually, I don't think yeah. I need to come back to Double Fantasy. I get that one. Yeah. Flaming Pie, though, I want to spend a little more time with. Dude, the the mid, the mid middle of Paul's career is kind of stunning how many good records there are in there. You know what, too? I was going to say this, but I, I've been spending a lot of time lately on a personal note really worried about my legacy as an artist, like my mm-hmm. albums that I've, that I leave behind. And okay. especially with like the, the amount that you're supposed to turn stuff out now. Yeah. And I was thinking about, as I listen to all these, I was like, dude, Paul has so many songs. Mm-hmm. He's not precious about it at all. Like he just kicks stuff out and like there, it, it is not uncommon to be listening to a Paul thing and be like, this is a blues jam. Like this is not a good song. Mm-hmm. Or like the end of all things must pass is like really weird and like experimental and stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 it was really freeing for me to listen to all this and be like, no, just, you just make good stuff and kick it out and move on. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was, it was cool to like, to like, I feel like Paul freed me from being precious about releasing music. It's like, just mm. put it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, we're down just to the finals. This is the championship and it's all things must pass versus Ram. George Harrison gives us Wawa, the song that my buddy David Stewart, former guest of the pod from the post-punk episode, David said, he's like, why has Wawa, the Jersey and Philadelphia, you know, convenience store chain never used this as an ad campaign song? (laughs) (laughs) It's a real, it's a real obvious miss. Okay. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. They can't afford a George Harrison song. I don't know, man. I mean... This is they hire weird... you and me to make that stuff, Dan. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh... <laughs> they don't hire George Harrison. <laughs> wow, that's the most depressing thing I've heard in this episode. Yeah. Maybe they... we should make a song called Wah Wah and oh, see what happens. Yeah, about drowning in our sorrows. All right, this is a weird song, but it grows on you and grows on you and grows on you. It's so cool. What a vibe. Ripping. It is ripping. That song sounds to me like the beating heart of Venice Beach in 1967. Yeah. It's just like, that is like the perfection of the flower power sonic approach. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just just done classier. And with some things that most of the hippies wouldn't have thought of. You know, like, it's just an elevated version of that. And... It's really just, it's hard to find language to talk about that song. There's so much energy to it. There's none of this like really, like the stuff that we all know that the baby boomers were lame for. There's none of that. It's just like a ripping, so much passion and energy and thoughtfulness. And 
it's also like a song that you wouldn't really think to go to on this album. Yeah. And it's, and it's just, it's so good. The guitar playing is so cool. It's so So that cool. was Wawa up against Uncle Albert slash Admiral Halsey from Ram. What a weird fucking song, dude. Is that is that Linda singing background vocals on that? I think, how I think that? it must be. How it's so high. It's crazy. Yeah, maybe I'm not sure. We could look that up, I guess, but that song belongs in like the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> it feels like a video game. <laughs> Are you going all things must pass? I love that song by On Ram, but you cannot even begin to not. We pick crown it. Those fast. Yeah. We crown it the champion of the post Beatles solo careers. I feel great about this. I feel like our Yacht Rock episode, I felt good about it. There was a few uh-huh. there was a few things where I disagreed with you, but this one I think was pretty much perfect all the way through. I love it. I didn't disagree with you a single time. I need, I used no vetoes and I never even really considered it. Yeah, there was the there were no moments where I where we really disagreed. I think this is all it's also cool. I like it's it's interesting to hear this stuff in especially that last song we just listened to off Ram in reference to drug beetles mm-hmm. like cuckoo kachoo and yellow yeah. submarine and stuff oh interesting it's so it's so interesting that this is the direction that that they came out of that and went to yeah all four of them you know huh yeah i like that it's cuz if you think of the jet like if cuz really the way that people think of the beetles is that you start with basically one direction but and you know and they're well they're singing, I mean, they're singing their teeny bopper songs they but they it's different era and they paid their dues like and played so many shows. I mean, it strip clubs. Yeah. They kind of invented the thing that then totally boy bands could exploit, but it's very, it's very sweet and it's very, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's none of them went back there. Yeah. Well, so I mean, what I'm saying is that the way that people think of it is that if you go from like, I want to hold your hand to cuckoo, kachoo to war, war music, you know, that's sort of like the, 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 the way that the Beatles grew as a band or whatever, what they, what they became. But then this is really what they became. Huh. You know, they, and when they graduated from the Beatles. Of that, yeah. Of that, um, era. It's all there. The, the, yeah. the bubblegum pop is there. The psych. Got my mind music. set on you. That's the bubblegum. Totally. Early Beatles stuff. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, even some of the, like, even some of the stuff on Imagine is that way a little bit. It, in, a, in a way that you wouldn't really expect. So it's like you, you start with bubblegum and that's in there. And then you've got your war music and you've got your psychedelic stuff. And then you've got some of your, your folkier stuff. You've got your like beach boys influence. You've got your Dylan influence. And it's by all just war like music, by the way, you this. mean like it's counterculture, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, peace yeah. movement, uh, mm-hmm. you know, drugs. It's, it's like the youth movement of the late sixties. Yeah. It's protest, protest music. Yeah. It's all in there, but it and it and it kind of like, but it, it it does feel like a single narrative where they all went their own direction, but they took that they took the beginnings of themselves there, 
I was I was also like looking at this from like who played on it. And Ringo plays on so much of this stuff. Ringo plays on huh. All Things Must Pass. He plays on a bunch of John stuff. He plays he plays on uh Paul Paul brought him back later. He brought him back in like the set like late seventies, I think. Um but Ringo's around, it's like uh mm-hmm. playing on a bunch of stuff. You know, they they play with each other like all of them kind of like bump in and out. And it it's just a cool I, I guess like I just feel you know obviously I wasn't really I guess I am around for the Beatles because they're still some of them are still alive but to just be able to share a moment in time with this narrative uh, of these guys is such a gift you know like as a musician to be able to like live in the same time as the as this happening just feels like I'm so grateful for it you know yeah it's so cool I mean, I'm sure we'll do Beatles episodes and and so I'll I'll get to go deeper down that rabbit hole and and sort of talk autobiographically about how I came to listen to that band in the process of all that. We'll save that. But yeah, I love your idea that this is what they became. They, they each became this thing we've been listening to. And I want to give one more moment in the sun to all things must pass because I think the track art of dying Mm -hmm. is like doing very well for its year. 1970, the psych rock thing, Mm. not, topped a whole lot for a while check this out George has he's good with his taglines too. Yeah. The place that he ends his thought his lyrical thoughts, I I think are very often quite impressive. Any more thoughts on on our winner, All Things Must Pass? When I think of this record, I think my first thought is I cannot believe how many masterpieces of songwriting are mm. on his first solo album. Yeah. And and it can only be that way because he was sitting on some of them for years. Yeah. And, I, and they were being rejected. This All Things Must Pass feels like a middle finger to me. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, fuck you for being that good. Yeah, man. Fuck you. Well, all of this story, I mean, like, even when you look back and forth between like the Beach Boys and the Beatles trying to one up each other. And then me, meanwhile, you know, a lot, because a lot of that, especially it, it seemed like, at least from what I understand, it was kind of like, Big brother of John, big brothers John and Paul arguing and right. making these, be- and then every once in a while George would sneak something in there. Jo- and- in in Get Back, George is basically playing Jonah Hill's character in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's just going, <laughs> like, he's like offering something. Did you listen like, to it? Right, did you I'll listen go, to it? I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> yeah. Did you? But did you get it? Did you get it? Did no, you, he's totally. He's totally like he's not taken seriously by John and Paul. And then he's movie. like, okay, cool. Um, I'll just release the best. Like, if you would have told someone in 1970, you're about to hear the single best album by any mm-hmm. Beatle over the next 40 years. And here it's gonna right. be George's first record, the first major release of anybody after their disillusion. 
I can't, I still mm-hmm. can't believe that. It's very cool. Yeah, th- this feels like a little brother telling his big brothers to go to go fuck themselves because they didn't take him seriously. Yeah, like little brother and, sells his tech startup and gives yeah. gives his and, older siblings the finger and takes his parents to Hawaii and tells the brothers they have to pay their own way. Yeah, I mean it's like <laughs> it kind of is, and he and he teams up with Spectre, and yeah, apparently they are a pretty perfect match for this project, you know. And oh yeah, I just I just love it. I think it. I put it at at the number one seed, and that's partly mm-hmm. from stuff I saw online, but that's also my opinion. And yeah, so it's totally. cool that it wins because I think it is my favorite of all of the records. But then Paul, Paul by far has the highest number of records. Mm-hmm. I really totally. Love. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, you said the next 40 years, I think that the only thing is that if it's that, if that's about right, because Ringo Rama came out in 2005. <laughs> okay. Final Ringo Rama joke allowed Tyson. Thank you for joining me for this. What a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for. I always these are really fun, and I always feel like I learn a lot, and I uh, appreciate music, the older old records more after I have talked about them with you. It's fun. There are a bunch of songs that I was gonna play and talk with you about, but I feel like this has already gone pretty long, so I'm gonna put them on the Spotify playlist for this episode. So there's you know there's a Traveling Wilburys track, there's some Paul tracks from albums that weren't quite as good. There's uh, some more Lennon singles, and then there's a some some later Paul stuff like um, "Ever Present Past" from mm-hmm. "Memory Almost Full" or "Water." So we're gonna play one. I, I'm gonna play "Waterfalls" from McCartney Two, 1980. Oh yeah, this song is so cool. It is better when TLC does it though. <laughs> and I need love. Yeah, I need love like a castle needs. Like a garden needs a flower Yeah, I need love Every minute of the day Thanks, Paul. Singing us out. Uh, Tyson, looking forward to hanging out in person and uh, writing some more commercial jams yeah, when you're, together. When you're here, let's go Let's go walk around the uh, Fellowship Gardens uh, in honor of George. Oh, dude, totally. We will do that. I'm looking forward to it. George, we miss you. Thank you guys for listening. And and do check out that Spotify playlist because it's going to be chock full of incredible tracks, including some that didn't get played from the albums that I had queued up in case they went further in the tournament. So all can right. you put can you put Missouri Loves Company on there for me? I will make sure to add Missouri Loves Company. That's my last Ringo Rama joke. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> All right, I'm adding it now. All right, Tyson, thanks, man. See ya. 